Howdy, dear. How how are you t- today Damn. in this wonderful day in uh, Satan's green earth? Mom said it's my turn on the Xbox. You, you, what's an Xbox? We're in the 1960s. No. Anyway. <laughs> We've been collectively hey, losing our shit. 19... Fuck you. Let me speaking... talk about this. No, 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 no. <laughs> speaking of the 1960s, hey, we just watched <sighs> The Faceless Ones. A beautifully reconstructed, uh, animated episode, uh, because mm. it was all lost, and it was amazing, and I liked it. Uh, what happened to it, dear? Uh, I don't remember. I'm not doing this bit. I don't remember what happened. I'm not doing this fucking bit. I don't remember. You're gonna what tell happened. me what happens. No, I don't remember. I'm not what doing this bit. What bit? I have a bad memory. You know this. You wrote notes. I don't know what you're talking about. What notes? Really? Mm-hmm. Really? You're gonna make me go the notes that you write? <laughs> that we keep so... record of? <laughs> the notes that we have explicit record of? <laughs> we have we have time frames. We have we have we have CCTV footage of you making those notes, dear. <laughs> the Google Doc that is specifically linked to your email dear, account. Dear, dear, what the fuck <laughs> happens in this episode? I know you didn't mind this episode, so you, I don't understand why you're let avoiding me, it. Let me just be in a good mood and make jokes, motherfucker. So there, there's a new intro to start out with. So there's that. Well, technically, it was in the last one. Yeah, but it was animated, so you didn't really see it. But okay, in this one, enough. you got to see it, it like for realsies, which was kind of nice. Um, and there's an airplane flying over, and radio towers going boop boop, and then swoosh swoosh, we come in, and there's the TARDIS, and it lands on some pavement, and Jamie steps out, and he's like, "Oh fuck, a flying thing!" And everyone looks out, and they're like, "Oh fuck, we're gonna get run over by a plane!" So they all run away. And then a cops comes to see what the fuck they're doing, and everyone's like, scatter! And Ben goes one way, and everybody goes else goes the other way. And the radio tower's like, oh, what's that? What's that? That's a police box. Um, so... Wow, that, we was, should... that was amazing, that special <laughs> effect you just did on your voice. <laughs> so... What do you call it? Cupping your mouth? <laughs> Is that... Is that what the technical term is? Cupping your hands every mouth? <laughs> well, I'm sorry not all of us have fucking voice mod on our microphones at any given time. Wow. <laughs> I, so, I just... I, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> uh-huh. So, anyway. so the police are like, hey, why the fuck is there a, a police box out here? And everyone's really confused, so they... Drag the TARDIS off, and they put it on the back of a truck, and we clarified this off of the conversation, but I was really annoyed that they were able to easily move the TARDIS, but we clarified it. It's fine. Um, yes. Everyone's- if you listen to the commentary between recording, <laughs> ending the recording of the commentary and starting this, we had like a 20-minute discussion <laughs> on it. And then a, like, full-on hour-long tangent on, like, the Doctor Who Flash games on the original 2005 website. And we got a little bit sidetracked. 
so yeah, now you understand. Like that conversation got resolved. Dear's okay with it now. I'm okay with it because we made our own Cybermen with mip- nipple testes. <laughs> I'll link the fucking Twitter. I'll, I'll link the tweet. Oh, thank you. The fucking thing. Uh, okay. Will that make you happy? Yes. So Jamie thinks the plane uh, killed a man um, because the doctor see Jamie and, and s- wait, did I miss a whole thing of plot points? Oh my god, oh my are you god. fucking kidding me? Okay, what did you miss? And I'll fill you so in. So I went, TARDIS has been moved to another... Pl- no, okay, no. I just skipped ahead in my notes. So Polly goes oh, and hides somewhere. Idiot. Yes. And hides somewhere and sees a man get lasered to death. And peripheral vision doesn't exist. Uh, plus the added darkness. So he walks away and she's like, oh no, a body. And there's a secret bookcase that he walks through and he talks to another man on a television, and then he sees Polly finding the body. Good job, Polly. And yep. Polly then books it outside. The pilot's like, I'm going to shoot her. Wait, no. And she leaves. And the TARDIS has now been moved from another place that Ben now sees happening. And the TARDIS like, what? Give me the police. And the doctor and Jamie see Polly running around, and everyone's like, what is happening? Jamie thinks a plane killed a man, but Polly's still scared and goes, <laughs> shut up, Jamie. <laughs> And explains what she saw. Okay, well, well, okay. The, the thing is, Jamie doesn't go, that plane killed someone. He goes, was it the Sky Beast? <laughs> mm-hmm. Did the Sky Beast kill him? Mm-hmm. And and everyone's just like, no, 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 shut up, Jamie. We'll explain later. Uh, yeah. Because remember, <sighs> Jamie is from the 1700s. Yes. So he has no fucking idea what's going on. He's terrified <clears throat> and no one's taking care of him. Mm-hmm. So the doctor wants to go back to the hangar. Even though the killer is still technically there, that Polly never saw him leave. The dead man apparently was a police detective named Gascoigne, I believe was the yes. name they gave him. Gascoigne. Just and, like the Bloodborne boss. Yes. And all evidence um, of something being destroyed uh, somehow in a big door, but the alarm goes off. And. Polly, the Doctor, and Jamie are back, and they're watching them, and the Doctor is unsure what the gun was, and they're like, wow, this guy was electrocuted by, that's weird, this isn't of this planet, because of course it's not. And they're going to take out Polly, because she's the biggest threat. So everybody's just, like, walking around, and they just, like, take Polly. Okay, okay, you need to clarify they, because you've said they, like, three times in the last two sentences, and it's meant two completely different (laughs) sets of people. (laughs) So... The they that killed the the detective were two men in the pilots. Bad guys. Yes, in pilots' uniforms specifically. That's important. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then the <clears throat> who was the other they? Hold on. And the the commandant. The commandant. Yes, the commandant. I called him number one for a long time because they started calling him. <laughs> Number one, so I was just like, you know what, we'll go with that. Um, my cat is fucking with me, so forgive me. So, the doctor is unsure that it's a gun, because the guy was electrocuted, and he's like, this is from somewhere off the planet. So, the two pilots are gonna take Polly, because she's the biggest threat. So, everyone's just leaving to go tell number one this, and she just gets abducted. And they take mm-hmm. her into a secret room and tell her to answer her, her, her their questions three. Um, 
And Jamie and the doctor go off to try and find her uh, once they notice she's gone. And they, like, look around and they're like, well, that's weird. So then they go look to find the authorities. So the original two pilot bad guys are like, we have to stop them from worrying. So we should do something. And the doctor cuts the line to try to talk to the passport guy. Like, he actually, like, cuts in line. And the passport guy is just, like, ignoring him because they don't have a goddamn passport. Because goddamn it, Gordon. And... Goddamn it, Gordon. Goddamn it, Gordon. If it all just been if he'd given his fucking passport. And Jamie goes, like, hey, we came in a TARDIS. And the passport man goes, uh, what? A police box? And he's like, yeah, sure. He's like, you know what? I will call someone. Hang out here. So he calls the police because, of course, he does. And then Ben finds the chameleon place where Polly is being held, and a man is hammering a box shut, and the gunman is apparently a pilot. He tells Ben to leave, wonders why he's here, then shows him the way out. And then the doctor and Jamie are trying to confess to the police, and what's-his-face? And Jamie brings up that there was a fucking ray gun, so no one believes them. And... Then they are like, we'll just follow us to where they are. And they're like, okay. So they go to look for the bodies. They can't find them. Gunman is putting some stamps on some postcards. And other guy has apparently put Polly in a box, I thought. And he even has has a moment where they open up a fridge and a big meaty hand reaches out and gets its new vaccine for COVID-19. And... Everyone has arrived at the site of the body, and it's gone, so they're like, bitch, you're crazy. But there was a weird postage stamp in his pocket, and a burn mark on the box nearby. So Not just a new, not just a weird postage stamp. It was from Mexico. unused one. Madrid. Madrid. I thought it was from Mexico. No! I thought it was from, I'm sorry, I thought it was from Mexico. Why would it be from Mexico? I thought they said it was from Mexico City. Mexico City? That's even weirder than Mexico. I don't know. <laughs> it's a British show. Why would they be traveling to Mexico City? Th- that's not the point. They don't have to actually travel to Mexico City. Whatever. Anyway. So there's an <laughs> okay. unused Well, let me put stamp. it like this. Why would a, a an airport in, in fucking, uh, in London fly from London to Mexico City? <laughs> Because it's the capital of Mexico. But why would wouldn't it just say? Why would it be? Why would you say Mexico City and not Mexico? Because they said Rome and not just Italy. Uh, I guess yeah, that makes sense. I just <laughs> Madrid. Never... Yeah, he, he doesn't say Madrid City. He says Madrid. So I don't know where you got the city I don't from. Know. I don't know. We'll figure it out. Um. So everyone, we'll, we'll talk to your therapist and we'll figure it out. Uh, well, I don't talk to my therapist anymore, but we'll get. Well, it's fine. Um, <laughs> that's the problem. Number one, everyone thinks they're totally crazy, including number one, and one is now going to investigate what the fuck and the doctor and Jamie are actually there for because he doesn't believe them and he doesn't want to hear about ray guns and aliens and shit. And Mate. Meat Man is then walked out of the room in a hidden outfit. <laughs> And it's apparently suffocating. I told you, I called them meat men throughout this entire episode. Because they look like they have, like, roast beef on them. Okay? 
Do you so- think they walk around just going, I smell like beef. I smell like beef. Dogs love me. Um, I smell like beef. So they see Polly coming through the gates uh, after getting off a plane. And they're like, hey, Polly, like, what the fuck? And she seems to be ignoring everyone around here. And they're like, like, hey, like, Polly. And she apparently doesn't recognize them. She also says her name isn't Polly. She just got here from Madrid? Madrid. Madrid. And she was here for work. And here is her visa. Here is her passport. And here is her work <laughs> visa. And they're like, yeah, everything's in order. Now go ahead. Also, isn't, isn't that at the start of the next episode? <laughs> no, it isn't. Um... Then Meat Person is brought to the hospital, uh, apparently that's next to the airport, and is sat down to rest, and you see him just kind of, like, pumping his hands together, and then the episode cuts. Well, he's like, he's like, he's like dancing a little. Yeah, a little bit. He's like dancing. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, so... (laughs) So, yeah, only episodes one and three of the six-part story exists in uh telerecordings mm-hmm. uh telerecordings as in like they recorded the anyway uh episode three was returned in in 1987 along with episode two of the next uh story uh by a private collector who somehow acquired the episodes at a car boot sale some years earlier but the episode copy is slightly damaged and is missing approximately 19 seconds of footage Apparently, this is most likely due to the fact that the owner watched it extensively and excessively, and so the film was starting to break in a few places. But it's been repaired pretty decently, in uh, so you can barely notice. There's only a few times where they try to cover it up by cutawaying, having cutaways and uh, CGI. You don't um, say. But it does pretty decently. Um, uh, oh boy. So... <clears throat> As well as the, the complete telerecording of episode one, the BBC archives also hold an incomplete print returned from Australia. Uh, mm-hmm. Hey, dear, guess why Australia had um, a, a print, an incomplete print of it? Uh, why? It was too violent, so they cut out shots from uh, <sighs> uh, the Inspector Gascoigne being killed with a ray gun. The mm-hmm. alien arm emerging from the cupboard and Seriously? panning shots of the alien figure, uh, which made no sense. Uh, <laughs> because they look like they got fucking bombed, so I guess that's too graphic. I guess, yeah. Uh, also, uh, Chameleon Tours was originally meant to be called Pied Piper Tours, mm. but they changed it because, I guess, a bit too on the nose. Mm. So they wanted it more on the nose. Yeah, I was going to say, they didn't really change that one. Anyway. What happens in the next episode, dude? Uh, well, the new theme song, for one. Ooh! Well, it's a new arrangement. It's yeah. technically the same theme song, just a new yeah, arrangement. Yeah, but, it, but it's Which new for is, this yeah. Doctor. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, so, Meat Man's skin is all fucky-wucky, and I legitimately oh. thought that they were going to, like, help him with that, but there's actually another man in the hospital that they pull a blanket off of, and Polly says she's Michelle something something and gives over her passport, her work permit, whatever. And every part of her story is perfect. And she's just like, can I go? And they're like, yeah, bye. And <laughs> now the doctor and Jamie are probably in custody. And then one of them 
calls in going, hey, there's some illegal people here. And then the doctor and Jamie just fucking run for it. And he's like, <laughs> okay, well, I guess the situation has changed. Yeah, he's he's literally on the phone just like, hey, we've got some uh, illegal, uh, illegal people here. Do you want to uh, come uh, take them away? And the doctor's like, Jamie, run! And he's like still on the phone. He's like, well, the situation's changed. Mm-hmm. They've made a runner, so you're going to need to go after them. Like completely <laughs> like monotone. Man. Yeah, it's um, great. I love I, think, I love the commandant in this. Honestly, I was gonna say I think he's probably the best character in this episode. Um, he, I, it's very clear the guy playing him is having fun. Yes. So a nurse, I guess, walks into the hospital, grabs two blocks, which we later named Weemotes, because that's kind of what they look like. One black, one they white, do. and they connect up the meat man and the unconscious body together. And the other guy is apparently air traffic control. We learn. So then suddenly, the meat man turns into the other man. No, no. Um, And Ben is hiding in a photo booth and taking lovely photos of himself. And Jamie and the doctor are now reading papers. Jamie's is upside down. There's an advertisement for Chameleon Youth Tours. And they're like, oh, that's weird. And Ben shows up and they're like, wow, Ben. So he takes them to go hide with him. And the air traffic control man is now fully merged with Meat Man. And the nurse comes over and fucking stabs him, which wakes him up. And then they make him read an eye chart, which then they fix his voice with. And then they put some stuff in front of his face to check to see if he can smell. And to see if he can remember stuff. And then everyone's like, oh, wait, Polly's now working for Milk Chameleon Tours. That's weird. So the doctor tries to go talk to Polly, and she's like, yeah, I don't really remember. He's like, well, I didn't say this thing and this thing that you're remembering, so uh, we're not really sure what's happening. And Polly is brought back to the pirate's room, pilot's room, to talk about how... Pirates. The pirate's room, yeah, yes. wrong room. <laughs> about how they've failed. Pilots and, are next door. And will be sent back to the base. Uh, and air traffic meat man has now taken up his spot in the tower. And detective, a detective has shown up in the tower and is wondering where his colleague was. I wrote college for some reason. I meant colleague. Um, <laughs> where is my college? <laughs> so Ben takes everyone into the photo booth and Jamie is very confused about what a photograph is. But they're like, shut up, Jamie. And they keep talking. Well, so basically like Ben starts explaining what a photograph is and the doctor's like, we don't have time for this, Ben. Like, it's gonna have to be another fucking time. Yeah. We can't explain the concept of a photograph to fucking Jamie. Yeah. And then there's a moment where, like, a lady peeks in and they all have to, like, fake smiling taking photos and it's pretty good. (laughs) So, Ben is going to uh, investigate the hangar because no one's seen him yet. And the doctor's going to try to convince number one about the murder again. And Jamie is going to watch Polly... And by doing so, he's just going to sit outside her booth with a newspaper. <laughs> yep. And then a woman comes up. She's kind of pretty. To, to come talk to Hall, uh, Polly. And her brother is apparently missing that went on one of their tours. And there was a postcard from Rome that came from him, even though he's not there. And there's no hotel that he said that he was going to. And there's no number. And there's no hotel that exists like that. And Polly just kind of goes back to talk to the TV face and go like, hey, what the fuck do I do? And they're like, it's fine. Just make her wait. And she comes out. She's like, just sit and wait. So she sits next to Jamie and Jamie's like talking to her about like, hey, what's up? Uh, I'm hiding from the police. How are you? 
And yep. then the receptionist comes up to number one and mentions that the doctor's here for him. And he's like, fine. Um, and so he literally picks up the phone, calls the police. Uh, they're going to send a couple of men over. But the doctor wants to talk. And he's like, I'm not even going to talk to you for a fucking second. Even though, like, he talks about how someone was missing someone. And she's like, wait, no. I'm the receptionist. I see a link here. Hmm. 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 Suspicious. So the doctor says he's going to blow them up and then throw something at number one and runs and it's a stress ball. And he's just like, all right, well, after him. (laughs) And and then Polly closes up the kiosk for the day after getting rid of Pretty Lady and they Pretty keep, lady. And she's like just talking to Jamie and Ben is wandering around opening boxes in the chameleon hangar and he found Polly. Wow. But she seems kind of brain empty and that's weird. And then Bren, yeah. Ben freaks out and calls air traffic control and the doctor shows up at the kiosk looking for Polly. And instead just kind of like jumps it and goes inside and turns the little TV and sees Ben being knocked the fuck out slash electrocuted thing in front of the tiny TV. We find out later it's not electrocution. We'll get to that. The evil pilots are all talking about Ben and how to dispose of him. And also the detective is asking questions about things and is told about the doctor and Jamie. Jamie is still flirting with that girl at the airport, but seems really kind of confused by it at the same time. And another person comes in to hang out the booth, but it's not Polly. And the doctor comes into the chameleon hangar and picks up the shock dildo that he found on the floor for use later. And apparently when they leave on chameleon flights, they pre-write postcards to act like they've landed. And Jamie is stopped by the detective because of his fucking kilt, because he's obvious. And one of the pilots then pretends that he's suffocating on a loudspeaker... So that the doctor stops looking around the hangar, runs into the next room, the door's shut, and he's gassed. But the gas is actually really, really cold something that turns him to freezy. And that was the episode. Yeah, what an episode. So, mm-hmm. uh, you know that newspaper that they're reading, do you? Yes, we saw it. So... On that newspaper, Mm -hmm. there's some lovely little references there. Uh, First of all, there is a reference to... uh, And there's an advertisement on it for a company called Marinus Padlocks, Uh uh, which has a picture of a lock and a pair of keys with a triangle emblem, which is a reference to... What do you you think that's a reference to, dear? It's a reference to the Keys of Marinus, the, the first Doctor serial. Uh, and then there's also an advertisement for a rough and tumble cabinet, which is a reference to the previous episode, the Macra Terra, but it isn't animated, so it's kind of a weird reference to include. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the original broadcast, there's a scene where the Doctor uses a rough and tumble machine to dishevel his clothes after having them unwillingly cleaned up by the colony workers. It's kind of funny, but oh. they didn't include it in the animated release because of budgetary constraints. Mm-hmm. Um, there's also an advert for Chelsea FC and an article about brave rescue dogs. And there's also an advert for whiskey. Yeah. I was more interested in the rescue dogs personally. I, okay. Um, <laughs> also during the eye test, uh, the scene, uh, on the board, 
there's a reference to one of the Doctor Who charity uh, specials that they did that honestly no one likes. Uh, and also written backwards is Bad Wolf, which mm-hmm. I you should know what that is because I know you yep. like Christopher Eccleston. Yep, um, it's a fun little reference. Um, uh, there's a whole heap of others in there, like uh, in episodes one and six on the wanted board. There's pictures of the master, who's don't worry, we'll get to him. Uh, there's also pictures in episode six of uh, the meddling monk. On uh, he's on that board as well in episode six, so that's kind of fun considering he's not going <laughs> to appear at all ever mm. again in the fucking episode. Uh, anyway, um, <laughs> mm-hmm. what happens in the next episode, dear? Uh, so the doctor's now covered in ice and freezing to death, but then he does a smart, plugs up the holes with some cloth. And did. then he pretends to faint. And so the door slides open and the pilot comes to fucking grab him and he shocks him and runs away. Wee! And the doctor is shocked that a man is missing. Or the detective is shocked that a man's missing. But the doctor comes in to talk to him and goes, hey, oh, chameleon. And the second pilot wakes up and the first pilot goes, hey, uh, where's the doctor? And you're like, you're stupid, dude. So you're to stay here. And kill him, because that's your fault. And the detective wants to talk to number one with the doctor, and he's like, he'll listen this time. And cute lady oh, is, yeah. with, is cute lady with Jamie, and he doesn't want her to get murdered, sad face. So they decide to go know. to the hangar together, because she was going to go on her own. And then number one wants to know why they have no passport, and that's important. And that's all he kind of goes on, like, he keeps saying, like, listen to me, and he's like, but why'd you not have a passport? Like, this is more important. Why didn't listen, you have a passport? Passports are important. If there's anything, if, if anything, if Benry has taught us anything, it's like I was gonna say, if Half-Life VR taught us anything, honestly. Um, mm. So no one believes him, and he goes over, and he's like, okay, well, I have this pin, and look at this dude, and hold this cup, and then he shoots it, and the cup turns to ice, and the dude runs away. And he's like, you see? Fucking science. And the missing brother lady is looking through postcards, and Jamie's looking through boxes, and they're like, look, this Saul is weird. And then Jamie and her head to the commandant's office with everything to explain. And the detective is like, he's just going to rub around here for 12 hours. It's fine. And then Jamie gets a it's hug, fine. which is really cute. Um, Aww. Yeah. The pilot is uh, gives the taken meat man a dot for something something, and he's going to apparently kill them with the electric w- razor he has remotely. <laughs> Should I expand on that, or are you we good? S- you struggled through that sentence. A little bit. Essentially, they have a MacGuffin that's mm-hmm. Two pieces. One is a control box. The other is a prickly thing that goes in the back. And it, not even. It's like a dot. It's, well, like, it's a like a dot thing, and they're like, note. "Put this on the doctor, and we'll kill him good." Yeah. So, that's the plan. Yeah. Um, and apparently, it's normal to have four planes do eight runs in a day, and the radar only reaches out 138 miles. And number one is upset that the doctor's hanging out in the tower. And then Meat Man just kind of, like, bumps into the doctor and puts the dot on his back. And 
the pilot is now at the kiosk, uh, the one that had to stay, and the detective comes up to talk to him, asking him to see the plane. So he's like, okay. And the doctor is back in the cold room while they look around for the secret room. But the chameleon flight is full and up to standards and everyone's good. Uh, but it's going to be held to t uh, for takeoff to ask the pilot questions. So like, okay, well, come up here and you can talk to him and ask questions. But then the detective is at gunpoint. <gasps> but then he's strapped in for safety while they head out. So that's good. Um, so the plane takes off. And the doctor finally figured out the secret wall and they head inside. And they even kind of look at the weird fridge and they're like, mm, that's weird. And we see Pilot pushing a button, and the spot goes off on the doctor's back, and his back hurts a whole bunch. And then the chameleon flight is going very well, and everyone's got snacks, and the doors are all locked, and they turn on a tiny TV, and we see all the passengers disappear. Oh no! Wow! And then that was the episode. No! Not mm -hmm. the passengers! Oh no! Like Jimmy and. Janine. Mm -hmm. Um, so, Samantha Briggs. Mm -hmm. Have you, do you remember the episode with uh, David Tennant and Billy Piper where they go to Victorian Scotland and find werewolves? Uh... Barely, but continue. Do you remember Queen Victoria in it? Sure. That's Samantha Briggs' actress. Oh. <laughs> yeah, she, um... God, she looks so young in this. Mm -hmm. It's, uh, really, like, once you know it, it's like, wow, it's so weird uh, seeing someone so young in their career. And then she's like, oh yeah, she plays Queen Victoria. <laughs> um, uh... I believe she's one of the longest gaps in actors. Uh, it's it's a forty year gap essentially um, mm -hmm. between uh, reappearing in the show, but it happens to a lot of actors actually, uh, where they'll appear in the show, then they'll come back maybe five, ten, twenty years later, or if they appear in the new season as well, forty years. Yeah. Um, uh, for instance, uh, the guy who plays Meadows, I believe, or one of the, or Blade, I think, uh, mm. played one of the humans from the Dalek Invasion of Earth. But yeah. you probably won't remember him. Um, uh, I'm pretty sure Meadows is the guy from the Keys of Marinus, who mm. is the evil inspector who plans to frame uh, Ian and kill him. Uh, but you probably don't remember what he looks like either. <laughs> mm. Who? It's... Doctor. <laughs> Doctor? <laughs> Finish up. Next episode. Okay, well, let me fucking take my pills so vamp for wow. a second. Wow. Um, I'll do a little dance. I'm lying. I'm not dancing. I'm not going to fucking dance for you. If you want me to dance for you, I, I don't know. I'm sorry. I'm not going to do it. 
<laughs> You're really good at this. What do you fucking expect? You put me on the fucking <laughs> spot like that and expect me to, like, do I don't know. shit. Talk about Doctor Who more for a fucking second. Anyway, Jamie it's, is now at gunpoint. And the Doctor is immobilized, so that's weird. But Pretty Lady comes in and kicks a barrel, making a distraction. But then her and Jamie are dead. Um, so... <sighs> he puts down a, a machine thing that... Points a laser at the ground that slowly comes towards them. <laughs> hey, Gam, remind me when Goldfinger came out. 1964. When did this come Which, out? 1966. Hmm. Interesting. It's, uh... <laughs> Obvious? Actually, no, sorry, sorry, 1967. It's... It's set I, in 1966. I was going to say, is, is, it, I've made is a it obvious? Error. I'm sorry. I mm. will never do this again. Uh, Cut to every time judgment. you do this again. Mm. I already do that the, in my mind. Dear. So I would, I would play it off as just like, yeah, they were kind of in- inspired by it. But we'll get to that. There, There's a package for the director, apparently. And apparently the plane will come back. So everyone's waking up and the laser's slowly moving towards their unmoving bodies. And another meat man changes into another dude. And they're going to use a pocket mirror to redirect the laser gun back at it. And it explodes. Yep. And And I would have been like, you know, this is homage sure, whatever. No, that's literally the same thing that happened. Omelette du fromage. So the meat man is now the immigration Asian immigration Immigration? Yes. And the doctor has taken Jamie to the hospital area to check on his very tropical disease so that he can look around. And the doctor is back up uh, to the tower and everyone and pretty lady went back down to the kiosk and they're only just now finding out that the inspector is missing and the receptionist called all the airports and learns that none of the planes arrived with passengers which is really weird and yep. the doctor also needs to ask permission to go to the medical center and wants a distraction so Sam who is the pretty lady um, booked a flight with chameleon airlines to go find her brother and jamie's really sad about this and he's like but i could go with you and she's like well do you have money And he's like how much does it cost and he's like it's 28 pounds for a fucking for flight a... well in <sighs> their their budget their budget flights remember and also they're trying to intentionally make them cheap in order to that's like saying something is 25 dollars gam no 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 in no. current day and age Whatever. It, it just is a lot for me. Anyway. He then kisses her while stealing her ticket out of her bag and runs away. And the receptionist then pretends to faint in the tower and number one's like, hey, doctor, uh, doctor nurse lady, come up here. And she's like, can't she come here? And he's like, no. So she goes up there and the doctor goes in and... He pushes a whole bunch of buttons, and we see for a split second her unconscious body, and then he pushes the button again, and it's gone before he sees it. 
And then the inspections officer uh, walks in. And the doctor comes back up and everyone's good to go, saying, hey, like, I did the thing I needed to do. And the doctor reveals that he found some Wiimotes, but the guy that they want to talk to is not there. So he can't show them what they do. And Sam is getting ready to get on her flight, but she's lost her ticket and isn't sure what is happening. She's like, wait, no, someone else showed up. It was a dude. Oh, Jamie did it. And the pilot then (gasps) seeing this through his tiny TV calls and goes, hey, let her on. And they're like, okay. So they do. And she goes into the back room to go talk to the pilot because that's what she was told to do. And the pilot has his shotgun pointed at her. And then the wrong flight has taken off. And so they decide to send a a fighter pilot after them. Because that's, of course, what you do with a plane. Uh, Of course. Mm Mm-hmm. So Jamie's sick on the plane, because it's, it's a plane, and he runs off to the bathroom. Because of course he does. And then they turn on the shrinky-dink-do-switch machine while Jamie's still in the bathroom. And... They... Okay? No. And you see everybody getting tinier, and... Then they notice the plane behind them, which gets blasted out of the fucking air as well. And then for some no. reason, the chameleon plan is seen to be standing still. So that, like the only reason a plane stands still on radar is if it's crashing. It's going straight down. Um, and they're like, wait, that couldn't be right. And in reality, you see the wings fold in and it goes straight up vertical, <gasps> not down. But up! Not towards the ocean, but towards the sky. Swimming! Into space. (gasps) And then they're like, we think the plane went into the ocean. And the doctor's like, no, it went up. Uh, But no one believes him. And then now we just see the plane fly straight into a space station and land. And that was the episode. It was a good episode. Hmm. So. uh, Some of... This episode was uh, filmed on location at Gatwick Airport, which is a real airport, dear. Mm-hmm. Um, they originally were going to film it at Heathrow Airport, which they actually accepted the production team's offer, but uh, the production team chose Gatwick instead because the cost was lower. Um, but later in the 80s, Doctor Who does actually film in Heathrow, uh, which mm. is fun, and it's a fun episode too. Uh, <laughs> Originally, the story was meant to be a Hartnell one called The Big Store, where, like, it was meant to be, like, department store mannequins uh, while waiting for, like, the aliens, like, occupied mannequin spots, like, waiting for human hosts to possess, Uh, but it was denied and sort of, like, adapted and changed here until they came to, like, okay, we'll change the setting, Uh, Metropolitan Airport, cool, we got it, sweet. Mm-hmm. Um, also, as I referenced in the previous podcast episode, uh, this has the new title sequence, and due to a production error, the new theme music accompaniment uh, only starts in episode two. So for episode one, it has the old one still because of mm-hmm. just a, a dumb production fucking error. I don't know what it is, but weird. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so, um, yeah, what happens in the next episode, dude? 
Um, so the plane and the pilot is talking to the plane pilot uh, is talking to the hostess who has a box with her. And they're like, humans are just animals. That's weird. And Jamie's hiding in a tub thing and they leave. And then some meat men come in and start to steal people's belongings. And then there's some doors and Jamie's walking around looking at shit, opening doors and he finds some cupboards. And so he opens them and there's tiny people in there. <gasps> and <coughs> yeah, you good? Yep. Okay. Yep. So the yep. hostess had then found Jamie has a gun on him. Uh, but then some meat men come up and take him. And then there's still no trace of the big plane, but they find out that the pilot in the fighter jet was electrocuted and he's dead. Like, he's full dead. And we were yeah. very worried for a little bit that it crashed into not the ocean. <laughs> so, well, there's that. Yeah, we... Uh, quote from... Uh, I look over at Discord and a quote from Deer is... Uh, wait, where is it? Oh, we posted way too many memes. I promise <laughs> to try really hard to not make 9-11 jokes. So. <laughs> oh. And then, can I add, you right after yes. were like, it's okay, I almost just did. Yes. So, yes. so the doctor is now wanting to question the Meat Man Tower Boy. And he, gaze, he goes, hey, like, roll your sleeve up. I want to see your Wiimote. And the guy's like, no, fuck it. And he, like, makes a break for it. And so the secretary throws a chair at him, catches him. And then they're like, okay, well, let me touch your Wiimote. And they try to play with it. And he's like, no, <laughs> let I don't want to. touch your Wiimote. <laughs> yeah. Oh. So, <sighs> hi, Sid. Sid has come to say hi, which is a rarity. Um, so instead of letting them touch his Wiimote, they instead let him answer some questions. And they're abducting people because of a catastrophe that happens. On their planet. So they're going to need new identities. The cause and whatever for this is kind of weird. Um, the... I, I don't know. Explosions mean that we're <laughs> going to steal people's bodies. Okay, so I'll try and explain it because I understand it, but I don't like it. So the premise itself, something happened that caused everyone on our planet to essentially like degenerate to lose any sense of identity or like any sense of like separation between us like it, it, it's an interesting premise but their explanation is one time an explosion happened <laughs> on our planet and everyone lost their identity it's like come on and now everyone looks fucking... kind of the same and like then we look like we got covered appeared, in mac and cheese and and blood appeared from our eyes, and we said, now you will be Mario Brothers. Yes. Um, so, it's really fucking dumb execution of a really interesting premise of, like, hey, mm -hmm. a catastrophe happened on our planet that, like, they could have just said a catastrophe. They, why'd they say a fucking explosion? I don't know. Like, what? how does um, an explosion affect the entire population? Anyway. Can I be real? I think, hold on, let me triple check this. They say explosion. Trust I know. Me. Let me double check this. Would you... Ugh, I hate that I'm going to make this assumption. So, Hiroshima. <laughs> okay. Yeah! I know. I know. I know. I know. Let me finish. 
with because I've looked up references for like burns and things and have used that as reference. Like that's a really good reference for like burns and things when you're needing to draw them. Do you think that potentially that's kind of what they meant with how burned looking and melted their bodies were maybe? Because I'm going to be what upset if... That's the... What? I'm dead serious. Like, do you think that when they meant, like, an explosion, the they literally meant... are just meant to be an allegory for immigrants. No, I get that. But what I'm saying is they literally had, like, and these horrible... Cold War, like, era I get infiltration. that. Okay, then if we're going with the Cold War, we'll go with the Cold War. All right? What I'm basically saying is... Their bodies were screwed up and burned looking like a bomb went off, is all I'm getting at. I, I What? You, you go from making a 9-11 joke on the anime <laughs> podcast to just going, so these aliens look like they, like, they were in Hiroshima when that bomb went off, you know? <laughs> Listen, I, I was trying to be kind of serious about this. And talking about it. I'm and trying desperately to find anything that tells me what they're from now because I don't want this to be I, where we end this conversation. I know, I know, I know. I don't want it to be true either. But what I'm saying is, like, the fact that they say it was an explosion, the fact that it was very obvious, like, Cold War-y feeling, it, I don't know. It just, that's kind of where, like, it leads to with for me. I don't know if that makes sense. Um, um, I'm desperately trying to find any information that I, know. I can. I know, um, I know. I, um, I, I think what gets me about it is, like, how they have the melted skin over their eyes. Does that make sense? And they have, like, bright white eyes like they're blinded. That's what I'm getting at here. I I don't want this to be a real thing, Gam. I'm just saying, I'm like that's what I'm thinking. Go. I need to find any information <laughs> on the models and design, but I can't find anything, and I don't like this. <laughs> I I I. <sighs> you okay? Hey, take a take a breath. Take a breath. Um. You good? Uh, package holidays, European kids. Yeah. Uh. So, do, does it make more sense where I'm coming from, at least? Typhoid. Gam, does it make more sense where I'm coming sense. from? I just don't... I, I just you don't want don't it to want make sense. Fucking, no, it's just, I don't want it to, like, be legitimate, because I don't want this to have been a thing. Yeah, I don't either, honestly. And I'm kind because of worried. The supporting cast, this is... Um... Continuity, there is nothing I can find. Okay, we, well... I, unless I absolutely scour, host is given white arm Wiimote. <laughs> Wiimotes, remember when we made jokes about there being Wiimotes? <laughs> <laughs> so I, I just sent a, a photo of the original costume. Anyway, I'll keep going. I'll keep going. I'll keep going. Um, so you think about that. Um, so they can't find the bodies and they can't mess with his Wiimote because if they remove the thing on his arm, something will happen. 
and they have to use a machine in the medical center to change it back. And the nurse is the only person who knows where stuff is. And Pretty Lady is in the hospital, trapped by the nurse. And the nurse radios the pilot over. And then they're going to get her to get close to the doctor. And then the police come in and get a hold of the doctor and, like, go to the nurse. And they're like, hey, where's your Wiimote? And she, like, tries to take her freezy pin out, but the doctor's like, nope, that's mine. Um, so he goes, he finds Sam, lets her go free. And they make she, he makes sure that she isn't a meat man. And the doctor's washing her hands uh, and pulls out a fucking gun out of nowhere. I assume underneath the, the towel. And then electrocutes the police officer. And then he pushes a button on the Wiimote of the body that they just found of the original nurse. And she melts. She just turns into water. So, um, yep. ki kind of interesting. You, you good, Gam? I'm never going to be good ever again, dear. Oh, I figured. Um, so they oh, take... Oh, 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 wait, wait, Go wait, ahead, please, please prove me wrong. Um... Please. Okay, okay. Some elements of the finished story seem to have been derived from dregs of something called the Imps, which a previous story you wrote. Uh, parts of which took place in a spaceport. Um, the only thing you didn't like was that you didn't fight too hard to get a completed script. Uh, the big store, which is one I talked about, featured two separate casts of aliens, uh, though in charge of being identified by numbers, the drones by letters. Uh, we know there was a number 800 and a maximum of 26 grunts. This may have not been very practical. The letters were, you guessed it, pretending to be shop window dummies. The master race had a distinct personality, much like the chameleons in the Finnish story. It was only letters who were marked by lacked, I, lacked of identities. Uh, the next version of the story is the chameleons, which is what we see here. There are slight name changes. The decision was made. Uh, to do... Yep, that's irrelevant. Oh, dear God, no, there's nothing. Well. I guess... I... I... I it's... It, I wouldn't... Okay, I'm gonna address it. It wouldn't be... I wouldn't put it past them, but I don't think that's what they were really on about. Because yeah. I... I'll be honest, Doctor Who doesn't really think about nuclear stuff until the 70s. Okay. Because that's when the whole world starts to think about nuclear stuff and at, and atomic <laughs> bombs and, like, the results of radiation and everything. Yeah. Um, I mean, I wouldn't say the like whole world, unknown. but yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I... I just... Jesus fucking Christ, dude. I know. I know. And it just... It came to mind while rereading my notes. I was like, wait. They literally look like burn victims. And it's really upsetting. And... <sighs> I really don't like it. <laughs> I don't like personally. it personally. So, did you finish the episode? I can't remember. No, I, I didn't. Explaining. So they okay. so they take the Wii boat off and she melts. And yes. Pretty Lady mentions that Jamie's on the plane, and the doctor's like, "Oh!" And the inspector oh. goes to release Jamie, but it's <laughs> Jamie, not. <laughs> Jamie just goes SpongeBob caveman meme. Oh, oh, and. <laughs> Uh, the inspector comes up and releases Jamie, but of course it's not actually the inspector. And he's like, well, why aren't you all changed? And he's like, oh, I didn't eat the food. He's like, oh, that's why you're not a shrinky dink. And the doctor is up against uh, a mind smarter than him, the smartest man, the inspector director. And the last plane to Earth is heading out now, so there's no chance that they could ever get back. 
And Whoops. they now have records of everyone in the airports that, so they're going to all be arrested, but also not because they have a plan. And the doctor wants to get on the last flight, so they think everything is according to plan. And then they're going to make Meadows someone else or something so he can get on the flight. Or that's what I thought. And then one has everyone's body, has to get everyone's bodies found. And then the they fake the doctor as Meadows so that he can get back on the plane and fake it to the pilot. And there's no time to tell him where the rest of the bodies are because they leave in 15 minutes. And the doctor and the nurse both head out to get their flight and it takes off. And then the plane starts ascending vertically, and one sends out a, uh, a bunch of people to look for bodies. Sam and Secretary are trying to find out something that might help. The plane swoops back up into the ship, and everyone's told to go to the accommodation center. Yay! Jamie's been taken over, though. Oh. And they know the doctor's fake. Oh. And Jamie just straight up tells everybody about the doctor. Oh. Um, so they're like, okay, well, don't kill him. Uh, but do capture him. Oh. And then, and then that was the episode. <sighs> so, like I kind of brought up briefly, uh, it, there's kind of different analyses on like what this episode is about at its core. Um, mm-hmm. Some would highlight it that it's like about the 60s anxieties about immigration and government policy considering uh, UK residency. Um, there's a lot of stories that actually touch this. Touch on this oh in, uh, no, Gam. Most of the time they're kind of respectful. Um, this is probably the one that I would say if you I use this right. an- analysis for it, it's kind of oof. Uh, because Gam. Uh, the in- what? I, I'm the thing I just sent. The chameleons are a generation of aliens made faceless by an accidental nuclear explosion. They are a dying race. I don't know where they got that fucking information from. BBC.co.uk? Well, yeah, yeah, but I don't know where they got that fucking information from. Okay, well, um, I'm just saying, like, that's what the BBC says, so... Well, hmm. I, the, the thing is, the thing is, they put nuclear in brackets. The thing here is, like, every every bit of information I can find has said mm-hmm. we can imply it's nuclear because, like, that kind of makes sense what with, you know, radiation and everything. Yeah. But, like, they don't say it in the show and they no, like, I'm pretty sure the author hasn't said it anywhere. So on okay. the website, they're assuming. Okay, which that's fair. Which I'm not doing. Okay, uh, anyway, okay. what I was saying, yes, uh, using this as, like, an al- analysis of, like, this is about 60s anxiety about immigration is kind of odd because then you have to factor in the fact that it kind of makes the writers look like foaming racists. Um, But it would make sense considering the ending is actually kind of friendly, but we'll get to that. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, But besides that, there's actually kind of very little to link the chameleons with immigrants, aside from the story being set in an airport, really, uh, and Mm -hmm. mentions like passports and stuff. Uh, more cogently, it could be argued that it's another manifestation of Cold War era fear of infiltration. Uh, at around this time this episode was transmitted, there was an episode of Danger Man, in which a community exactly like one of Britain's new towns turned out to be a Ukrainian training base for Spetsnaz agents aiming to pass for British. 
In Colony 3, mm -hmm. as in the faceless ones, the sleepers are tested on their knowledge of whatever person they're pretending to be. Mm -hmm. uh, there's there's a more fundamental fear that kind of actually makes... It kind of makes sense to, to include the two fears of the Cold War infiltration and also this one, which makes sense when you consider what time it was made in. Um, the fear of air travel, because... Uh, if you think about it from the point of view of someone watching from suburban Britain in 1967, you know people who have been to an airport, you f feel mildly envious of them, or you've gone yourself. Either way, there was something radically different to anything you'd experienced before, uh, unless you've been in the armed forces, of course. Uh, you're processed like paperwork, made to entrust your property, security, and life to strangers, and sent through all sorts of inexplicable rigmarole. Mm -hmm. All of this in an environment that we now think of as resembling an out-of-town supermarket. <laughs> uh, it basically was something alien to them, because remember, air commercial air travel is still kind of new at this point, yeah. and it's very new to uh, the standard populace, because it was still very expensive. Also, I did some math. Um... According to an inflation calculator, which is always off because inflation isn't really calculable um, mm -hmm. like this. You have to factor in many other things. It's roughly like 300 pounds worth okay, now, never which mind. is about 400 US dollars. Okay, never mind. I'm good. Uh, so it's like, I, it kind of makes sense. But then again, I would say I don't know if that even makes sense because like that's still really expensive to go to Madrid. Um, yeah, that's but, it's supposed to be like a cheap flight too, isn't it? Yeah, exactly, which is why I'm like, I don't trust the fucking inflation. Uh, but it's meant to be relatively cheap. Mm -hmm. uh, but also, it's also... Um, but as I was saying, uh, the standard British populace uh, were suddenly experiencing this sort of anxiety due to the success of package holidays. Package basically meant someone else did all the organising for you, so you just showed up and got sent on your fucking way. Uh, and you got a hotel and a bus and everything, it was great. Uh, of course that still happens, but yeah. Um, many of these were run by companies like Butlins, which we kind of touched on in the previous episode, because they were the ones who ran the holiday camps, which I'm sure you don't remember that, do you? Uh, <laughs> that tr <laughs> uh, so it's a lot, a lot of, um, a lot of interesting themes here, but it's... I mean... It's interesting that, like, this a lot of 60s Doctor Who, it transitioned from, like, 60s to 70s to 80s, uh, goes from sort of an existential dread or, like, a societal fear to a more overt, tangible fear, like a, uh, aliens or, like, a, a cancer or an illness. Whereas, like, the 60s is more subtle and nuanced in its horror, and it's more of the societal fear of, like, infiltration, communism, although not really, uh, fascism, definitely, uh, all sorts of tyranny. Um, we'll touch more as we go, because, again, there's a lot of fucking episodes yeah. uh, to go through. But, yeah. Anyway, what happens in the final episode? I... Today's been a day. Jesus. Everyone dies? Yeah. Um, yeah, actually. Um, the doctor's upset and confused and pretending, and Mood. the pilot's like, bitch, you're a human. And the police need more people to help look all over the airfield so they divert every fucking plane so that they can use everyone at the airfield. And they look in, and the doctor's being taken, 
and the doctor wants to plead with the director for people's lives and Jamie's fake and the inspectors fake are there and the special people want the their originals on the satellite but where call are the them the chameleons don't call them the special people no 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 what i mean is like the special important people like the director and Jamie and like the people that matter the 1% yeah the 1% We'll go with the 1%. The special people, the special 1% want their originals in the satellite where they are safe. But where are the plebeian original people? Will they be found? What's going to happen? Are they all going to die? And yes. so they're looking for it. Meadows makes a fucking bolt for it. Everyone's like, eh, he's lying. The doctor's like, no, we found the originals actually and we're going to deprocess them. Starting with you. And if we're going to make sure they're of this, we're going to call the airport. And... The police are talking to number one, and they call, and he's like, yeah, of course we found it, little bitch. And Sam, the secretary, calls the secretary an idiot and points out something that they didn't notice, and they leave to go find something. And then he's like, okay, well, where'd you find them? And he's like, I can't hear you. Come in. So while going to take a seat, the doctor fucks with the machine that is going to change him into a thingy and explodes it. And then we see the girls in the parking lot along with Meadows. And then Sam finds a body in a car. Oh! <coughs> they found the bodies. But then Meadows comes up behind her. And then she kicks him. And the secretary comes over. And the cops come over. And everyone's coming over. And they arrest Meadows. And they call back and mention, hey, we actually have found the bodies. So they're like, oh, God. No, you don't. You're lying. So they're like, okay. So they take a Wiimote off of one of them and he melts and they're like, oh no. Uh, but they assume that there's something wrong with the equipment. And they're like, hmm, that's weird. Why, why do you assume that? And they're like, well, I just, I trust this and I believe that I'll be fine. And they're like, mm, I'm the 1%. And the doctor is upset that they can't, that the bodies were found and they contact air control again asking where the bodies were. And they're like, yeah, they were in the car. So they're like, oh fuck, they did find them. And then they also threaten to kill the captain and to talk to the doctor or else the worst is going to happen. So now it's negotiation time. And he lies about the miniaturization process, but then mm -hmm. say that the plane works both ways. If they just go back, it'll just, it'll work. And it'll be fine. they're like, okay, well, you're allowed to go home and live in your former state, which is better than death. And then I believe Jamie and the inspector director... Uh, fucking run for it, and then they get, I believe, shot? <laughs> and, yes. And they're dead, so Jamie's actually dead in this case. Um, and so they're ready to start sending people back, and the doctor looks for Jamie in them, and we found Jamie! He's not dead! And they find the inspector too! Woohoo! And now we need Ooh. to find Polly and Bit, but they cut away. <laughs> Which is interesting. Um, how long were they on vacation? Unsure. And... Ten well, yeah. <laughs> we'll get to that. Uh, so long as uh, so 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 as long as they keep their bargain, they can return home unharmed, and the doctor will help with ideas to help them gain their identities back. And Samantha is like, "Oh, Jamie, I don't want to say goodbye." And then they smooch, and he leaves. And Polly March. and Ben are finally back. Woohoo! And they're all headed for the TARDIS, and it feels like normal. And they sort of want to stay. And they're like, "Well, yeah." We're gonna. It feels normal because it's 1966, July 20th, and Ben's like, "Gasp, Polly, that's the exact day we left. It's like we never left." Bye, motherfuckers, and then they leave. 
Um, and I only missed Polly, honestly. And I was like, oh, Sam is coming, isn't she? And then she doesn't. And Jamie is sad that everyone is leaving. But then also we find out that the TARDIS is missing. And they go off to find <gasps> the TARDIS. And then that was the end of the episode. So, I... <sighs> so, when we were when, when they were running up to the, the where the TARDIS should have been, Dear was like, wait... What, what, I, I feel like they haven't found out what year it is yet. And I was like, well, <laughs> perfect time you said that. And then they're like, hey, it's 1966. We can get out of here, Be- uh, Polly. It's like, oh, okay, cool. Let's leave. Um, and then you're like, oh, my God. Is Sam going to join them? Oh, because they, then they'd smooch and they'll fuck on the TARDIS. <laughs> and I didn't say anything because originally uh, the producer and also Fraser Hines, who plays uh, Jamie, really, really, really wanted Sam to become a new companion and travel mm-hmm. with them but uh the actress pauline collins who played sam didn't want to do it so she uh declined which is a shame because i would have rather her to the next companion um but that's <laughs> something else uh, we'll get to that <laughs> we'll get to her um so yes this episode leads directly into the next episode which is the evil of the Daleks, and unfortunately, it's fucking missing, and they haven't reanimated it yet, and there's uh, mm-hmm. rumours that they're reanimating it in 2021, so it's very likely that it'll actually be the first episode that we go back to watch, so this will sound very fucking weird if you're, sound- if you're listening to it in uh, uh, episode order, not recording order. I'm so sorry mm-hmm. about that. I probably should have thought ahead, but I didn't. So, whoops. Whoops. <laughs> whoops. Uh, so, we skip that, and next, instead, we'll watch mm-hmm. uh, one of my absolute favorite 60s, uh, I, or I guess classic Doctor Who episodes of all time. Um, it kind of gives away uh, what's in it, but, I mean, it, it's not really a surprise in it either. Uh, it's the Tomb of the Cybermen. Gasp! Um, yeah, I, Who could I have wonder seen that what's going to be in there. I, Gasp! I, I wonder it, what's going to be in there. Is it the child dude. saying that it's his turn on the Xbox and his mother with the nipple tassels? God damn it, now I have to fucking include those. <laughs> oh, I already said I would, that's right, god damn it. Yeah, you did. So what, how, how did you like this one, dear? It wasn't bad but i don't know if i would say i was super interested in it so to speak so like a a six maybe a six okay that's fair like i wasn't invested in it but i was like okay i'm here i can watch this that's that's fair i understand you're allowed to have feelings am i no Mm. Anyway, so, yeah, unfortunately we skipped the finale of Season 4, so we're going straight into Season 5 instead. Uh, Mm -hmm. How does it feel, dear, that you've finally made it to Season 5 out of 26? (laughs) Even though technically we're watching even more than that, because we'll watch the new Tell me when I'm down to 13. (laughs) Uh, That'll be when we get to the new season. (sighs) Which is a long way. Do you want to know technically how many episodes there are? How? Technically, including the very last one that happened at time of recording, which is the end of season 12 of the new season, 
is uh, 295, not including two-parters in new series. I've counted... They, they you know, count I'll be real. Episode. That's yep. less than some anime I've watched, so... Yeah. I mean, we're not doing... Uh, I mean, okay, it also doesn't include uh, bonus episodes like uh, Sharda, which has been recompleted. Also, it counts season 23 all as one episode, which technically I don't consider them all as one episode. They're an overarching story with four episodes inside it. Because for mm-hmm. season 23, uh, I'll get, we'll talk about it when we get to it. But basically, chaos went down fucking behind the scenes. Their plans for the season got scrapped, and they were like, we gotta do something else. And they're like, okay, how about we do this kind of risky idea where we, instead of having like, uh, six different episodes for the season. We have four epi- We have one giant episode that's like sixteen episodes part of it, and they're kind of like four tiny little stories. Or, well, tw- fourteen, sorry. But um, uh, uh-huh. don't worry, we're not watching them all at once. I th- I consider them four separate episodes because they are kind of self-contained with just an overarching thing between it. Uh, uh-huh. But on uh, the wiki and all official media it's all counted as one story so technically you could add four more um plus the movie is technically an episode so that's one um but yeah uh-huh. and also it doesn't include the animated ones of the new series like the infinite quest and dreamland which you know we might watch on a whim because they're interesting uh-huh. uh they're pretty fun uh or scream of the Shalker, which i don't personally like but we might watch if you fucking down for it but anyway uh i'm rambling now like i always do so yep. uh we yep. don't have a date for the next horror movie thing we need to figure that out for this month though um yeah, i have probably an... not talk about it on podcast no i'm just because... i'm just saying because like i'm gonna keep people updated on it if like we don't have a date yeah for but it my yet. thing is the next one that we're meant to be <laughs> the reason i say don't bring it up is like because the next one we're technically like scheduling that you're like I don't fully know is like te- is has technically already happened by the time this will be out. Okay, you know what? Give me a second. Hey, Gam, how does we're the not tw- doing this here? We're not how, doing this here. How does the twenty sixth sound? I- <sighs> we're not doing this here. Okay. Mm-hmm. Thank you for coming. We'll see you next episode of the Tomb of the Cyberman. Good night. Listen to the other podcast. Good night. <laughs>